Welcome to Zion Impact Ministries, the local assembly of the Kingdom Community of Believers. As you listen to this message, we pray that God establishes the governing influence of Christ Jesus in your life through fellowship and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. the theme of the month, divine guidance. Praise the Lord. The previous one, I, I gave you some few definitions, and then I told you that divine guidance is the promptings of the Spirit to direct your path in life to fulfill His will. Okay, so when God be- begins to order your steps and you yield to it, then we say that you are being divinely directed or guided. And I told you that the reason why God wants to guide or direct you is because, number one, he has a purpose for which he brought you on the earth to fulfill. John tells us that everyone who believed him, okay, he gave them the power to become what? The sons of God. Open the scripture for me. John 1. Okay, he gave them the power to become the sons of God. Okay. To those who believe, verse 13. Everybody, one go. Verse 13. Who were born... Oh, please read it like you are powerful. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of... Nor of the will of man, but of God. So, I say, what by a Christian, or what time are... Or what is the name of the who were born not of blood into yakase deal with biological or blood line patterns you are not praying necessarily for yourself you are praying from the place of victory to deal with that, that blood line pattern that affects the family not you because you are a deliverer you are Joseph already in Egypt. You are just bringing your family to that place to escape the famine of the world. Amen. You didn't get me. Amen. And so, and so I need you to understand why we pray certain prayers. You have never prayed from the place of a victim. Even when it seems the battle is against you. Jesus won the victory and gave you the, the mandate and called you more than conqueror. You understand me? Okay. Okay. The reason why God wants to guide you is because you are born of God. You are born of God. Do you understand? And every parent here wants to direct their children to become better. Every phobia etu nebafo or church In the same way, God also wants to direct you. So let's go to Hebrews twelve. Let me show you something quickly. Hebrews chapter twelve. Hebrews chapter 12. Let's go from verse 5 because of time. From verse 5. Uh-huh. And you have forgotten. Okay, 4. Or oh, 3, 3, 3. Verse 3. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself. Let's go. Lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Uh-huh. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin. Uh-huh. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. Uh-huh. My son. Do not despise the chastening of the Lord. The word chastening, no, as you're saying. What's the word chastening? Can you give me other versions? Maybe NLT, something that explains that same word for them, verse 5. NLT. Uh-huh. 
and you have forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children, uh -huh. he said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline. Discipline. So chastening is what? Discipline. discipline. That's one word. What's another word for uh, chastening? Any other version that uses a different word? You can look at this scenario and, and, and look for the word. Go to Google, look for the meaning of the word chastening and see the synonyms. Okay, because he's giving you an instruction. The guidance of the Lord is not just he telling you, oh, sit up, get up, do it. It comes with discipline. God is a disciplinarian. Tell your neighbor. God is a disciplinarian. Disciplinarian. What can you say? Obisi obubub. Otia. Nyami otia. Nidonye adefedefe do. Otia. Sanyami do obetiyao. Obetiyao aso. God is a disciplinarian. If you say you are Holy Spirit and, and, and there are certain characters in you and the Holy Spirit has never rebuked you before, you will see it. Let me not say it. Okay, let's go. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord. discipline Do you understand me? Don't despise it. Don't, don't, don't look down on it. Consider it that a weighty matter. Take it serious. Don't think that, oh, mm. David had many sons. There was one guy he had never, ever rebuked before. What's his name? What happened to him? He died a painful death because he entered So you want to build your life on the discipline of the Lord. Let's go. Six. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens. For whom the Lord loves. Senyamidowa. Obi tonyom emrebi. Ose senyamidowa en oso oche. When God, but the tree or so here no doesn't it's not too scriptural because God doesn't test. Sorry, God doesn't tempt, he tests. There's a difference between temptation and test. You understand me? A test is to bring out the best out of you. Temptation is to cause your weakness. To show up so you will fall. It is the same mindset that Satan came and Jesus said, the devil has sought to sift you. Do you understand me? To bring out your weakness so that you know that, oh, I won't say it. Do you understand me? Uh-huh. But God tests. He doesn't tempt. All right? So he says, let, let's read it again. For what? whom the Lord loves, he uh -huh. chastens. He chastens. He disciplines. And then? And scourges What's every the meaning of the word scourge? To scourge means what? Shim. Intinyami ochamba kachonyano. Nyami ochamba. God he whips. God he whips. Say it my way. God he ships. God he ships. God will ship you. Hallelujah. If God has never shipped you before, you will see it. Read it. If you endure chastening, 
God deals with you if as you endure, if you accept. If God disciplines you, if you endure it, it means that God, he says, I am not the one saying it. It's there. You are seeing him. If you endure it, then God is dealing with you as a son. It means you are in his house. Then he asked again, for what son is there whom my father does not chase him? My son, I love him, but I discipline him. Amen. The one there, the short one there. This morning, I decided that I won't go and tell them to bath. I could hear Jojo. Yo, could get up and go and bath. He said it like 10 times. The last one, I added my voice. I said, by the time I get there, Typically, I tell them, by the time I count zero, get a call, man. They know the meaning of that ever sentence. Get a call, man. By the time I count zero, then I start counting negative five, negative four. It is not because I don't like them. On the contrary, it is because I love them and I want them to have a mindset of this self-discipline. So that when I am not there, they won't need anybody to tell them, do your homework. They will get up, you go and bath. You do what is important. You pray. You read your Bible. You write down your dreams. You talk to God about your dreams. Before you think about food. Praise the Lord. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as a son. For what, For what son, son is there whom a father does not chasten? Some of you, your parents are afraid to discipline you. Because you threaten your parents when they discipline you. When your parents discipline you, then you start walking like a certain small boy I know. You start walking. Today I'm preaching about my family. Yeah. Okay, I don't preach about my family. I'm preaching about you. Praise the Lord. When we talk about divine guidance, we are dealing, it is, it is purely a supernatural encounter. Supernatural encounter is not just about seeing angels. Oh, today when you wake up, this, no, that's not what we are talking about. It is part of it. But the real guidance brings a certain benefit to you and to God personally, your interpersonal relationship with God. First, then your interpersonal relationship with your fellow Human beings. I won't say Christians. Human beings. Because in this world, in your dealings in this world, you are not going, just going to deal with people of like faith. Haven't you thought about how Joseph excelled in Egypt? The man feared God, but in the midst of 
people who worship plenty idols. And the Pharaoh was seen as a god, so you must worship Pharaoh. Put that one aside. When Pharaoh promoted him, he married the daughter of a fetish priest. Pharaoh said, you will marry the daughter of my chief priest. Guys, stand up. Somebody say, Apostle, I heard you. Maybe pen to kawomu. Tokan de me pepa. I've not asked the question. Somebody says the answer is no. If the chief priest of Ghana, her daughter, is given to you to marry because you have been nationally recognized. <laughs> Somebody said, nah, Che. <laughs> Will you marry her? <laughs> Mr. Quay says he is already married, so it doesn't apply to him. How many of you, Joseph never rejects. He married her and loved her. Treated her well. We don't see any deliverance. No breaking of family altars and patterns. And yet, the marriage succeeded. But It doesn't matter. I don't see God doing deliverance of Abraham when he called him. Abraham believed and obeyed the discipline, the chastening. And he was counted to be righteous. And God prospered him. We do all the deliverance. We go for all the deliverance. We speak in tongues. We have no honor for the adult. We have no honor for our bosses. In after the then you think that you, you are powerful because when you did that thing, you tapped into the realm of the spirit and you can see, you can hear. Let me tell you, that thing that you can do when you do for one hour, 
or for 10 hours and you buy into the realms of the spirit. It is not if different from the Hindu guy chanting for one hour. He too will bring him here. He will prophesy to you and tell you your history. Haven't you seen them? Hashem or They will tell you everything. Accurate. They will call your telephone number. Tell you everything. Into and oh and it's again. What's the difference? Great change since I met God. Great change since I met God. Great change since I met God. There's been a great change since I met God. The things I used to do, I do them no more. How I used to think, I think so no more. What I used to say, I say them no more. There's been a great change since I met I say, if you are born again, then bear the fruit of righteousness. Bear the fruit of repentance. It's not your high oil. Go to a certain tall building around Accra Mall. They chant every day. They are not holding microphone. Draw to them. They will prophesy your life to you. You, you have never seen your star before. They will tell you they see your star. Hey, don't, 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 don't be fooled by prophecy. I love prophecy. I'm prophetic. I prophesy. But I've, Jesus gave us the marking scheme for the judgment day. He said, many will say, I prophesied in your name. And he'll tell them, I never. It doesn't matter the verbosity and the accuracy. The corro- corrosiveness. The juggernautness. The acidity. The integrative pervasiveness. None of them matters. There may be somebody who has never seen vision, heard God's voice, but Abrabo Kron Kron Osronyame. The crown bear doors on saying, Wow, shame, come and come in the bay, mono. Easy. Don't be fooled. So, what you say? Into your baha, and yet, yes, your bashan come because he gave the prophetic gift, he gave the apostolic gift, he gave your bear near who here, but your bear near the kind, near who here in the first. Or say, Oh, go back to our scripture. Hebrews. For whom the Lord loves, he, he chastens. Joseph was being chastened by the Lord. He, God chastened him. Took him to Egypt. Okoware. Fetish priest. Baba. Aware Nengu. Will you marry the fetish priest's daughter? Wilson. 
Harry, will you pray about it? Okay, you say what? 40 days fasting. To do what? To know what will happen. Have you noticed that when you have a good character, you really don't need prophecy? I've also realized something. An adult who lives well, very old people, when they speak to you, it's like a prophet is prophesying to you. Have you realized that? Because the Lord scorched them and they have learned. So they are bearing the fruit. Their, their life now approves their goodwill, the acceptable and the perfect with the God naturally. That is the end result of the discipline and the guidance of the Lord. Your life just manifests the prophetic. Sit down. Let's read. Quickly. For whom the Lord loves, for whom write it down, paint this in your Bible. On Troy, I draw. Say, Nipanya medono no. O chinaso. Now, or the ma mpiao echi. Or say, every son whom he receives, every son. Please, those of you who say some scripture, some things is Old Testament, this one is New Testament. He said, every son, even that son has grace. Grace and mercy does not exempt you from shipping and scourging and discipline. Whom the Lord loves, whom the Lord loves, do you understand me? So, pampering, soft life, no. No. And and that is that what the we are say definition about into relationship more uh kakra saying love me by me. Because you don't understand what love is. When you come to me and I discipline you small no, then you go, the apostle doesn't like me. When an apostle is disciplined by refusing to talk to you. Disciplining you. This man of God, he is not good. Every son whom he receives is scorched. It's like it is part of the starter pack. Every son. Every son. You are a disciple. Those who are disciplined become disciples. Let's go. Six, uh, seven. If you endure chastening, uh-huh. God deals with you as with sons. If you, de- if you endure chastening, God is dealing with you as a son. For what son, For is, what there son is there whom a father does not chasten? Also, I'm saying question, Abel. Yeah. Then eight. But if you are without chastening, uh-huh. of which all have become partakers. Of which what? All have become of partakers. Which all have become of partakers. which what? All have become of partakers. Of which what? All have so become when partakers. So when we talk about divine guidance, you have become a partaker of a certain life of discipline. Amen. In discipline, it's not part of divine guidance. 
if God is disciplining you, or if God is guiding you, so to speak, then he is going to bring you under the grace of discipline. He said, all are partakers of the chastening of the Lord. All, all. Whether you are archbishop, archpope, to the one who just got born again, you are going to become a partaker, not just of the grace of power, but of the grace of discipline as well. In Tuba, sorry, but it's a say. Now you're chewing on, so you're tenet And yes, we don't have a message to preach. You must become a partaker of the fullness of God. And it is in the interest of God and his purpose for your life for you to be disciplined. Because there is a way that looks right. Apostle um, Obed told you. There is a way that looks right in the eyes of a man. But the end thereof is death. The, our uncle, one of our anchor scriptures for the month, he says that it is not in man. Nipe ni sa navigative ability to direct his own self for you to know, say, Adiwei, eye papa, nene papa. How many of you have had friends that if God gave you power to go back to the time you met that friend, you will ensure that you and that person you never met? Lift up your hand. Why? Because you thought it was a good partnership. Friendship. It was good until Subai Beye saying saying. Then they take care of you. Then go like, hey, because it looked right at the beginning. But the end is not good. But you see, I want to tell you a better thing. You can't do anything about the past by going back. But you can do something about the past by moving forward. Take every life lesson, whatever you ask a lesson, and go forward with a better understanding. So that So that when you see the eyes of the crab, you not call it a stick. You see, it will be painting again. Hey. And who be painting a day? Hey, let me preach my divine guidance and forget about the, pro, the cheap proverbs. So, he says, but if you are without chastening, of, of which, which all become partakers, then, then you are illegitimate and not sons. You are what? Illegitimate and not sons. The word illegitimate means bastards. bastards. Bastard means without a father. When you say somebody is a bastard, you are saying the person is without a father. That means that the person is without discipline. 
He is without an adult who can counsel the person. Okay, some words are not necessarily insult. They are description of state, like foolish. I'll preach that message here, the foolish man. Do you understand? I've preached it before, the foolish man. I was in secondary school when I preached it. Okay. He says, if you are without chastening, say internet now. Udin semfon no biya yedin. Chese ya poa mau. because your way looks right in your eyes, and the end thereof is death. People know that that path you are on, you are going to be destroyed. Self-destruction is going to set in. But they have kept quiet. It means I'll go and die. It means go and be destroyed. Nobody will talk your matter. So. When people are not talking on matter, it's not because obisro. <laughs> it's not because people are afraid of you. It is because yabrel yenaku yenakose or yenaku ifiase. I was at Achim Yankumase on Thursday, and then we came yesterday uh, on Friday morning, and. Whilst I was in ministry, I said, but the people got it. So there was a young man. Then I called him. I said, Yeah, friend was saying. Then he mentioned his name. Then I said, I was seeing plenty things about him. I said, I see your star. It's big. But the whole church shouted, apparently. Pastor Gabi had prophesied the same thing word for word to him. And then I went beyond what Apostle um, uh, Pastor Gabi said. I told him that, look, and because bad company corrupts good manners, when he eats, you won't see him again. Vagabond life. But this is a guy that his footsteps is in the corridors of power. His footsteps. I saw his footsteps in the corridors of power in the future. And yet, look at what the devil is doing to him. It looks right to join foolish life. Gangsterism. Not was boom, no agama lizard. How many of you see agama lizard life as a funky life? Nine. Verse 9. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us. He said our human fathers, they did what? They corrected, corrected us. us. And we pay them we what? pay them respect. When your father corrects you, you are respectful, even though you are angry and you want to slap him back. Is that not so? Yes, sir. Let's go. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the father of spirits and live? He says when you, when you subject yourself to God, the Father of all spirits, he said, you will live. So the guidance of the Lord, the discipline of the Lord, tends to life. 
You understand me? Send your mates in a or do if you acquire a co-wonimo, nor do I banning quemo, send your baby sue you. When God disciplines you, He is rescuing you from the from the end of destruction, from the way that looks right, but the end thereof is death. He's rescuing from it to bring you into his life and into abundance. So do you understand? So there's an end result in mind. Are you paying attention? All right, so let's go on. So one of the key things you need, therefore, when it comes to the discipline of the Lord, is the fact that you must be humble and very, very submissive. It takes submission. It takes what? Submission. Submission. To be able to receive the counsel and the guidance and the discipline of the Lord. When God is disciplining you, it's very painful. Most people call it being foolish. So people say, in a marriage, one person must become foolish. No. The foolishness is not required in marriage for the marriage to succeed. Christ-likeness is not foolishness. Foolishness is acting outside the ways and the word of God. So, in this house, you use this phrase, in marriage, the two people must become wise. Because the wisdom that is from above is first pure and peaceable. So, being peaceable in marriage, being peaceable in a in an interpersonal relationship, it's not be acting foolish. Being forgiving in a relationship, it's not being foolish. It's being wise because the wisdom that is from above is first peaceable. But the world calls it foolish. No, you are being wise. Because the wisdom of this world is katankaros. It has a mercenary tactics. It has a vengeful mindset. But vengeance belongs to God. And let no human being go and take that grace from God. It will destroy you. The spirit of vengeance is a destructive spirit. Only God can tame it. No human being can tame the spirit of vengeance. It will destroy you. I don't know how you doing, sir. We need that guidance. Why do we need guidance? We need the guy, divine guidance in every sphere of life. You need divine guidance right from when you wake up to when you go to sleep. You need divine guidance in where you buy food items, where you buy your groceries. Where you buy your dress, what you put on your body, what you put inside your body and on your body. For instance, those of you ladies here who like a lot of pawns, more pawns, they be a mean be make a good morning. Here. Don't take my word for it. Go to Google. Do there's a lot of research or on YouTube. You will see that. You see, every cream you put on your body is absorbed by the skin. The skin is like a sponge. It absorbs things. She for years. When they get to old age, their natural face is messed up. 
because they have destroyed their, their tissues underneath. Because your face absorbs these chemicals. It goes into your bloodstream. So, you are polishing your face to look good outside, but you are destroying the inner skin against your body. It's like the proverb, you are cutting your nose to spite your face. You are looking good, though, but you are destroying your health. Open power that it will be the power of Now, pain could do the power of All the girls clap for guys. Missy Boy is a man, Rantier. Or Barbecue, and me who have a me who have a march upon. Or Bema, you name me, you go and play as you carry ends. And so you fine. Brahim, my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We now playing to be far or But guys, I have no man I discipline this place. Guys, I said what? Discipline this place. And be washing your boxes frequently. Hey, hey. Guys, don't don't have only three boxes. It's not fresh. Buy plenty. <laughs> Buy plenty in our ways. Buy plenty singlet. Don't wear one singlet for one week. It's not fresh. It's not fresh. Don't use one towel for 20 years. Go and change your sponge. Get at least five towels. Minimum. How much is towel? The, the wig that you have been buying, every two weeks you do your hair. That you can buy 20 towels out of that money. As for the color of the towel, I don't mind. Me, I pre. <laughs> you see, buy plenty towels. Well, I don't mind the color. The reason why I don't like white, I, I wear white. I like white stuff. But I don't like wearing plenty is because it gets dirty too early. The last time I, when I wore white to his engagement, I said, but I was polished. By the people who paint their face after bathing. Why would you go to the bathroom, take sponge and soap, bath, and then you bath this place, and then take a small towel, dab your face? Oh, you are not compared Azani Deluxe. No way, lay foundation. Meanwhile, it is written for no other foundation can any man lay. 
Now for you say waiting. Oh how? What brought us to foundation? <laughs> chastening. So I'm chastening you. Now, all these things, when you are doing it, somebody says, don't do it. To you, it is a right way. It looks right. But so when the person is telling you, you may, not, you may think the person doesn't like you. How many of us are here? You like something. When somebody is saying, don't do it, you feel like, ah. Open my ass and Accept me the way I am. How many of you are like that? Lift up your hand. God, don't worry. God will not punish you. Lift up your hand. Because to you, you don't see anything wrong with it. Is that not so? Because it looks right in your eyes. It is not in you to direct your own way to see it in your own corner. And yet, you see, you just stand up. And in the hour today. Praise the Lord. And so God says that if we endured the discipline of our fathers, shall we not much more readily be more subject? You need humility to receive correction. And because God will not guide or correct you and chasten you directly, he will use human beings. He will use situations. He will, so when you're superiors, it may be your boss at work who is not even a believer. God can use him to chasten you. It may be your senior in school, at work, wherever. It may be your pastor. It may be the rain. It may be the wind. God is father of all spirit. He can use anything to correct you. When Balaam, the prophet, will not hearken to the voice of God, he made his donkey speak to him. He can use anything to guide you because once you are a child, then you must be a partaker of the discipline of the law. The reason why you need humility to receive hum- uh, discipline and guidance from the Lord is that your heart is too difficult. It is, it is entrenched in its ways. What is right in your eyes is right in your destiny. You won't be, no matter what, you will never move. It's true. So, for instance, I was talking about Luke 9, 23 to a certain woman. For how many years now? The change is very infinitesimal. Hallelujah. Meanwhile, she was singing great change. Have you noticed in your life that the change, the degree of change is very small? Because sin and now see behave, you know, what's the sound? I mean, can't sound But it's just 0.5 degrees. When you push the wall, Jatana Awadano. You wake up. That should tell you that you have really not killed the old man. You've just put him to sleep. And that is not what God says we should do. He said, mortify. Kill it. So you need discipline. 
to offer yourself as a living sacrifice. You need humility. You need to humble. You need to have a mindset that says, I will subject myself. You know one of the most difficult things to do is to go to school at this age. Do you know that? Especially when you are a boss. For somebody, that can be your employee to be teaching you. And be giving you an assignment. And mark you wrong and tell you that you are wrong. When I was a TA with Mr. Bentel, we, he was also lecturing at the uh, University of Ghana. Okay, he was a TA. He was a TA for a certain professor at the time. And during his hours, he would go with me because I was his assistant. And you see very big men sitting in the MBA, EMBA, executive MBA class. And Mr. Bento will be, okay, so define the, the sir, I said, this man can employ this man. And you will give them assignment. Then they will, they will go like, oh, sir, it's too much. Oh, sir, it's too much. I say, hey. <laughs> One day, we went to class. Then he said, okay, class, next week, I have an appointment somewhere, so we'll not come. They were all like, yeah! I said, adults, adults, adults. Who are bosses, managers, CEOs. Look how they are behaving like toddlers, like primary school children, because teacher will not come to school. But school is good for you. So you need discipline and humility to subject yourself through the rigors of school. Otherwise, every day you'll be, you, even if it means screaming God, I beg every day. Every morning when she wakes up, first status, God, I beg. In fact, I want to know, why were you writing God, I beg? What was happening? When it begins to over you, then say, God, I beg. So why don't you write lectures, I beg? God, then you have to beg God, and God will hate the lecturers, discipline the lecturers so that they're okay. You know, you know, you know what's up. Hallelujah. Ten. It's ten. For they indeed, for a few days, chasing us as seemed best to them. Uh -huh. But He, for our profit, that we may be partakers of His holiness. But what? He. For, for our, our prophet, prophet uh -huh. that we may be partakers of his holiness. That we may be what? Partakers of his holiness. That we may be what? Partakers so of his So one of holiness. the reasons why God is guiding you, especially through discipline, is because you must become a partaker of how separate, how special. Holiness stands for set apart, peculiarity. God says, you see how special I am. You see how unique I am. I want you to be a partaker of that uniqueness. I want you to be a, a partaker of how special. I want you to be special. So I will discipline you. I will chastise you. As I'm guiding you to that destiny, I will not give you, make you a billionaire who has a foolish character. 
I'll make you a billionaire who has my kind of character so that you can help people, so that you not be pompous. So I want you to be a partaker of my holiness. And he says, it is for your profit. It is for what? But he for our profit. He chastens us for our profit. He guides us for our profit. He, chastens, he disciplines us for our profit. So your mates, mates, you want to cry. Ope se e si wuye intra. Ebe si wuye. Ebe si wuye. Amen. Ebe si wuye. Amen. So you need the discipline and the guidance of the Lord in every mundane activity, in every decision, in every decision, in every decision. Where who you will marry, who you should do business with, who where you will go to school, where you will not go to school, where everything, Father, order my steps. When you are in distress, when you are happy, when you are confused, and when you think you have clarity, you need the guidance of the Lord. Praise the Lord. When you have money, you need God's guidance. When you don't have money, you need God's guidance. Praise the Lord. You need God's guidance when you are going to write an exam. You need God's guidance when you pass the exam. If you need God, I beg, before you, you become Esquire, you need God, I beg, more as an Esquire. More. Do you understand? You need God and anyway. How do, I, how do you access guidance? How do you access guidance? Number one, you must be, re, you must be repentant. You must be what? Repentant. In other words, you must be re ready to change your mind at every point in time. You must be willing to unlearn old patterns and learn new patterns. You must be repentant and be converted. Acts chapter 3 verse 19. Peter preached. The people said, what shall we do so we will inherit this eternal life? He told them, Acts 3 19, repent. Repent, therefore, and uh -huh. be converted. And be what? Converted. So, repentance is one step, but it leads to conversion. So, he said, repent, therefore, and, and be. be converted. Repent, therefore, and be converted. Repent, therefore, and be converted. So, as I change my repentance means change your change mind. mind. That results in a different action. So, as I change my mind, the, the, the kind of information and I have is what has set my mind on a certain view. So, when I get fresh and better information, I change my perspective. I change the information I have and then I apply a new mindset because I've received a better information. And then when I apply that information, you see that you see conversion. In other words, you see a different attitude, a different character, a different way of approach. The reason why you are steeped in your ways is because you think the information you have is the best and the most accurate. Yesterday, Reverend Andrew was teaching the international community and he was saying that, look, there was this gentleman. He thought, okay, this is the gospel. This is the only gospel I know. And it was until he was told that, no, there is more to what you know. I've and, and, and I'm speaking to not just my pastors, but to everybody, those of you online. Especially if you, are, you have one of these gifts, either you are a prophet or a teacher. When, they give, when you see yourself operating in the prophetic or the teaching grace, 
these two gifts is very tr- troublesome. It will puff you up. Because prophetic deals with knowledge. The teaching grace also deals with knowledge. When you are a prophet, you get to see, to know. If you don't take care, you will think that what you have seen is all there is to it. You will forget that we see in part. And you will become pompous. So when you speak and somebody challenges what you have said, and yet the same scripture that revealed the prophetic says judge prophecy, and yet you don't want your prophecy to be judged. Because you have become pompous. You think when you say, I see that tomorrow by this time this will happen. And somebody says, it is subject to this. So let's pray or no. Yes, what you have seen, but we can also do this and then it won't happen. Many people have done that to me. Somebody came to me and said, you. Not me, you. You. This, in three months, this person will do this. Not me, he did the first time, I kept quiet. This is the second time. Tell us, shut up. I dare you, what you have seen, it will never happen. It will ne- I'm not even going to pray. If I pray, the devil will be happy. I won't pray. Let's bet. You have seen an information, but you are not God. You saw Probably God told you to come and say it, but God didn't give you the authority to be stamping your foot and be behaving like your word is final. You are just a messenger. Shut up. Don't add to what heaven sent you to say. Leave the person. Isaiah, go to Hezekiah. Tell him to get his house in order. He is going to die. Isaiah presents the word in simple fashion. He does not add his emotional sentiment. Oh, oh, Hezekiah, God is about to kill you. You are going to die. There is nothing you can do about it. God never said there is nothing you can do about it. You've not been faithful. God has left you. You are going to die. That is not what God said. He said, tell him to put his house in order. Don't make the heart of the people sad whom God has not chosen to make sad. So Hezekiah hears the word. He doesn't fight the humble man of God. He can say, Father, not so. Before Isaiah will leave the palace court, another word comes. Go back. Go and tell him he will not die. If Isaiah had been pompous in presenting the first message, do you think that you will have the courage to go back when we say God is not a man that he should lie, neither son of man to change his mind, we are not talking, it's not what you think. God changes his mind about many things. He even said, he said, if I tell the righteous man I will bless you and he sins, I will change my mind, I will not bless him. So be careful when God is guiding you. You need humility. You need what? If you have the teaching gift, when God opens your eyes into deep truth out of the scriptures, be careful. Don't become pompous. It is just a perspective. There's a scripture. I've read it several times. Several times. Most of you have read it. Let the dead bury their dead. And you go and preach the kingdom. This week, Facebook reminded me of a post I did seven years ago. 2016. So I was reading it. Then I took my Bible. I was reading it. Let the dead. 
then the Holy Spirit opened that sentence. Let the dead be. I put my Bible down. Boom. I said, God, I have never seen this. I'll preach this message. When, when it has galvanized, I said, wow. But I never saw this. And the first time I read it, I only saw go and preach the kingdom. That is the only part I saw. Not knowing, let the dead bury their dead. That sentence. It's a full classroom message. For pastors. For church workers. And for anybody who wants to follow God. Let the dead bury those who are dead. And you, if you are not dead, do what people who are who have the life of God are doing. Let those who don't have the life of God keep doing what dead people are doing. So, and even I'm opening you say yeah, I've just given you a portion. Some people hear me like this. They'll go and preach it somewhere. But you don't have the full message. Like, I went somewhere. God was teaching me something. And I had the full message. But I mentioned a portion. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach. And I said, there is no way you receive an anointing without a purpose. As Jesus had a purpose for everything that he stated. By the time I see a certain guy that I went with, he was going to preach it. And my kid brother too was there when he was preaching it. Then I saw my kid brother also go and preach it. That same week in another church. I, was, I saw, I love some. I love some. We are in a hurry to dispense knowledge. That is not our lifestyle. We are in a hurry to reveal knowledge that we have not experienced. We just heard. But John said, what we have seen, what you have heard, what we have handled. We are not just saying what we heard. But we heard, we saw, we handled before we preach. And so you need humility. Tell your neighbor you need humility. He says, repent therefore and be converted. Your heart will change if God is guiding you. Amen. If you used to get angry at anything, you will stop getting angry. Because conversion will take place. What's the meaning of the word convert? Convert. Change. Change. To another form. Okay. From a certain appearance nature to a better one. Be converted. This is required for this to take place. It's the same thing in Romans 12. It's the same thing. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Without transformation, without the renewal of the mind, there is no transformation. So, convert is the word transformation. 
you'll be transformed once repentance takes place. That you, your sins may be blotted as so. The only time that your transgression is washed away truly is when this has changed. Because if this has not changed, the act that is called sin will continue to perpetuate. It will continue. There is nothing you can do about it. Because the seat of your emotions control what you do. Your will. Do you understand me? And so the information that is propelling you to that propelled you to say what you used to say, to get angry, to react a certain way, to see things that in your perspective that no matter the preaching, you are not changing. Until you submit your mind to the word of God and the word of God breaks the stronghold of that mindset, conversion will not take place. Do you understand? So to access divine guidance, you must necessarily repent. You must be have a heart that is ready to listen and work out God's word. You must tell yourself that I will not be difficult. I will not be cantankerous. I will be humble. Metal pride, actually. I will not just hear God's word and do as I please. Do you understand me? I keep saying, don't be the reason why people will be sad. Don't be the reason why somebody will be, will be in pain. Don't gossip about somebody. But you see, it's not, it doesn't just happen. You will become a better person if you see yourself in the light of God. I was telling somebody last week that, look, if you, if you know that you, you need God's forgiveness, it will be very easy for you to forgive. You will never say it's difficult. Apostle, this one is difficult for me to let go. Because if God should count your iniquity, if God should count what? Your iniquity. What will happen to you? You won't stand. So, you will notice that because I need mercy, I must show mercy. That is me. Because I need forgiveness, I forgive before you sin. Because when I think I am righteous, it means I'm walking in my own righteousness. And the righteousness of God is far above. One day, a policeman stopped me. I was using my Renault Safrin. He stopped me. I was so confident that everything in the car is perfect. So, when he stopped me, he just looked at the guy and said, go. I said, oh, inspect me. Hey. <laughs> he said, hey, Uber you too known? I said, okay. Okay. I had bought my two triangles. I had bought a first aid box. Bibia, fire extinguisher. Bibia. Then he said, Oh, my pastor, my Then he said, Bruh. Then I got down. I was confident. I said, My intro. Your car, the, the number plate, where the number plate, there's supposed to be a light that shows in the night. I said, this is a traffic offense. I want a midi speed. He who thinks he stands, let him take heed. So if God should count iniquity by his standard, the fact that somebody sinned differently from you doesn't mean that he is worse than you. Maybe you, your sin, you just gossip and the person is fornicating. So you see yourself as righteous. 
It's the same demon. It's the same sin. So you need to repent and have a heart that Father guide me. Order my steps. Give me what it takes. Let me steal your time to finish this. Okay. Let me steal your time to finish this. I want to finish it. Hallelujah. Let me go faster a bit. So number one, be born again. When you become born again, then he says what? And be converted that your sins may be blotted out so So that that times of refreshing refreshing will come come from the presence of the Lord. So when you repent, when you repent, then times of refreshing, the times of guidance will come to God, to you. Okay. Number two, when you repent and you are converted, you become a son, as we have just read. Because now God can guide you as a son. God can discipline you as a son. God can scourge and chastise you. And you will not behave like a rebel to him because of your profiting. Hallelujah. Now, when you become a son, you become a sheep that hears God's voice. You see, you see the, the process. So, I get converted by repentance. I'm brought into sonship. Only sons hear the voice of their father. My sheep know me. They know my voice. They don't follow the voice of the stranger. So when you become a son, you gain access into the Holy, Sp- the realm of the Spirit for guidance. The Holy Spirit gave you access for salvation, for the repentance. But where you, he brings you to so you can hear, his, you can pick up his promptings, you can become sharp in discernment, comes to sonship. Those who are sheep. It takes humility to be a sheep. As a human being, it takes serious humility to be a sheep. Especially when you're educated. When you think you have everything. You must be a sheep for Brakwesi to be able to shepherd you. For the Holy Spirit to be able to shepherd you. Because some of you, yes, you may speak better English than me, but may they mean English by heart now be shepherd you. Because the power is not in the English. It is in the Spirit of God. Do you understand? Uh-huh. So you need humility. Number two, you need to be spiritually minded to be guided. If you, it takes spiritual mindedness and alertness to receive the promptings, the guidance, the leadings, and the, the voice of the Spirit. God will, not, will often not speak to you in the ear, because the ear is to the flesh. God will speak to spirit, spirit to spirit. You are spirit. Do you understand me? Into nyamene wakasa, enye wuni pedua we, enye wasun we inonde wakasa. Or de wunhun hum ne kasa. Mami misa a question. So kacha misa wun tinyamene ya. So wosun da yena se obini wakasa ya. Obini wakasa wada yi masa ya ote. Ote ma unyani ya wakai se nipa we kase ni se inetre. Menye sa you didn't hear the, the voice of the person in this outward ear. How did it enter your brain for you to wake up and remember that this is what this person said in my dream? Because it is when something enters this ear that it can enter the brain for you to remember. So how were you able to remember something that you didn't hear in a dream with this ear? So stop telling me you can't hear from the realms of the spirit. Because in a dream, your spirit can hear. It's the same ear that heard in a dream 
that hears when you are awake. But because when you are awake, you shut down. You quickly put to bed your spirit. It becomes difficult for you to pick up. But when you are spiritually alert in the atmosphere, you say, Mehunam is awake, but spiritually I am alert. What you see in your dream, you can see when you are not asleep. One of the ways you can practice that is by your imagination. Sit down, okay, right now. Close your eyes and imagine the face of somebody that you know. You will see that as you close your eyes. Very soon, don't close your eyes. Just with your eye open, imagine seeing the person and the features of the person. Somebody you met, somebody like your daughter. Imagine. But you see that the picture is forming in the eyes of your mind. You see that your spiritual eyes have opened because you have trained it. It's the same way to train the spiritual ear. The voice of God often sounds like your own mind, your own voice in your heart. Slightly louder, but a whisper. And whilst you are hearing the voice of your mind here, you are often hearing the voice of God here. It's almost like your thoughts. Hey, I'm not saying I'm confusing. Apostle, you, you, the anointing is on you. It's all about the unction. Unction. You have the unction to function. You too, you have the function to unction. Hallelujah. Yes, a few times you will hear God's voice audibly, but because we are home. We are home. We because to me the he who that is greater is living in you so he can command the body to respond to the life of the spirit in you and when you are speaking the mind of the spirit don't think about the negative just believe. Just believe. He said, Jesus put it this way. When you pray concerning anything believing, you shall receive. When you pray concerning anything believing, you shall receive. You must be spiritually minded. Spiritual mindedness means that you are taking the word of God as it is and believing it without doubting. Spiritual mindedness means that you are allowing the Holy Spirit to have his way without second guessing him. Without allowing your intellectual reasoning to interfere. Yes. Your eyes are seeing that this thing is brown. The Holy Spirit said, don't ignore that it is white. Which one will you believe? The doctors put you under a scan. They saw fibroid and said, you can't. we will remove your womb. Your womb is gone. You know your womb is gone. The man of God says, that says the Lord. And year by this and you will give birth. Which one will you believe? Which one will you be? 
Dr. Sinisi, you have three days to live. God says you will not die, but you will live. Which one will you believe? Believe is not an act of the mind only. It's an act of the mind accepting the assurance, the reality, the faithfulness of God's word and making it your reality in your mind. So the evidence may be contrary, but my heart says, I am going with what God says. I prophesy over your life that you will dwell in the atmosphere of divine reality. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I pray and prophesy over yes. you that from today onwards, your life will never be dictated by anything in the flesh. Amen. Let me close. It's 12.30. Let me close. I wanted to finish it today, but I think next week too is there. Or another time. Hallelujah. Amen. Because I have a lot to share. I've not gone into the benefits of divine guidance. One of which being preservation. And God gave me like 10 points under preservation. Preservation. When God guides you, you are preserved from premature death. Amen. When God guides you, you are preserved from mistakes. When God guides you, you are preserved from the plottings of the wicked. When God guides you, you, are, you also escape hidden agenda. Hidden agenda. They plotted to kill um, Paul. They, they, they took an oath and said they would not eat until Paul is dead. And God was guiding the man. And he found a way to rescue him. The Syrians plotted how they will overcome Israel in their chamber. But God who said, I am the shepherd of Israel, will reveal it to his prophets. When God is guiding you, you escape the unreasonable men. Those who scheme, those who plot, you escape it. When God guides you, your destiny is assured. When God is the one shepherding you, you will not want. You will not want. Yes, right now you may need money because God is your shepherd. You try it. Don't, don't. Don't take my word for it. You try it. Lock yourself up. I was in a bank. I was a personal banker. People will come to me and those days they will give you quota. You must book a number of loans okay, as a target because loans to a bank is an asset. Okay, The banks see you taking loan from them as an asset because it gives them money. When, the reason why you are in your office, you are, the bankers are coming to come and take loan, come and take loan, because it gives them more money than it will give you money. Please don't go and take loan. Take it from me. Don't borrow money. If you will borrow money, take loan to buy assets. Don't buy. Don't take loan to buy a car. Don't take loan to do wedding. 
Wedding is not an asset. I didn't say marriage is not an asset. Wedding, the ceremony, is a liability. It takes, it wastes money. Anything that makes you spend is an expense, a liability. Anything that brings money is an asset. You must understand how money works. Because the wig will not appreciate in value. An asset is what increases in value as time goes on. Anything that depreciates with time is a liability. So in Ghana, you understand? People who are wealthy, they take loan. And they don't use their money, their own money to do anything. They take a loan and then put the loan in insurance. Number two, let me add this to you. Divine, it's part of divine guidance. Don't save money in a bank. They will give you coins. If you want to really save, go to the insurance companies or investment companies. Go to insurance. Buy life policies. You understand me? Buy what? And be disciplined. Contribute. And go, go through the term. You will make much more money than putting your money in a savings. Don't open savings account in a bank. Those of you who have savings accounts in a bank, how much have you earned for how many years now? They'll give you two CDs. 1.5 CD, 2 CD, 1.5 CD. The reason why they charge your savings account is that a typical savings account is not supposed to have transactions on it. So anytime you perform a transaction, you incur a charge. So they will charge it to their savings account. Yes, so they are punishing you. Because the idea is that they are, you are giving them your money to go and do business. They will make, if you put 1000 in their bank, they will take that money and give it to him. Okay? As he is coming for a loan. And then they will charge him an interest of, let's say, 36%. What is 36% of 1,000 CDs? 360 CDs. So, that 360 Ghana CDs is not for the entire loan. It's not on the lump sum. It's called amortization. So, they are charging it every month. You have Excel on this thing. Okay, next time when I come, I'll show you. You will pay, okay, so you let's take, you are paying three, so he came to take your 1,000 that you put in your savings account. Okay? And the, the bank has given your 1,000 to him. And the bank charged him 36%. So the bank is going to get 360 CDs out of your 1,000. And then at the end of the month, you, they won't give you 15 CDs. The bank will give you two CDs. 
over for a 1,000, which they gave out and got 360. And they, out of their 360, they gave you two CDs. Now when you are earning money, they are cheating you. Now you see why loans work for the banks. That's why they call it asset. It makes them rich. In Tuba Gilona, Gilon, by all means, let me give you an example. Our land at Katamanso, uh, I bought the land for 35,000 Ghana cities per plot. Okay? And we bought how many? Four. We actually bought three. One was bought for us. Okay? When I went to stand there, after everything, I said, oh, Father, I should have had more faith. But at that time, I understand, you were insulting me when I said, let's contribute to buy the land. You were insulting me. We did a lot of projects to raise that money. You remember? Uh, we called it something. Project 45. You were, con you were not minding me. Now you have changed, and I thank God. I really thank God for your life, especially those of you online. Uh, you have understood giving, and I'm happy. But because of your lack of understanding, you didn't want to give. So we struggled to pay. Now, we went there with Mr. Kwe. Oh, I don't know whether you were there. We went there. Me and some of the pastors were there. And then when we went to look at the building thing, they said we needed parking. When we do the building, we need parking. So then we noticed that we need more land. Into, I said, okay, somebody has a land in front of us. When, when I went, there was a bush. There was no house anywhere. So we couldn't even go and stand on our land. We had to stand far away on the street. And the guy was pointing. After one year, I went there to go and see that I, I got lost. Then I called the guy. Then he came to show me the land. I said, ah, when we came here, there was no land. OBAC dying at the time, after one year, it was up to almost lentil level. I was like, okay, this is serious. Because if you remember, I told you people that that land, we can't go there as at that time unless after five years. Because of the bush I went to see. In five years. Then when we went there, exactly one year, exactly one year after, and people have started building. Right now, BAC 90, our place is, the, our land is one of the few ones that have not been. Then I called the man who owes the land. And how much? They said $15,000 per plot. How much is that? That was two years, two, three years ago. And uh, two years ago, two years ago, two years ago. 15,000. By now, we will not get it for 15,000. Dollars, not CDs. So imagine that if we had bought, if you had faith, and you didn't insult me, and we had near our, our any to buy 10 plots, and we decided that, okay, let's offload just two plots to get money to develop the rest. 
Ebemaya, eh? 330,000 Ghana cities. Your father told me, your father, he said he had opportunity to buy a land at Chado for 1,000 Ghana cities. But because of you, your education, you, she used the money to pay school fees. Well, it's also an, an asset investment. So he couldn't buy a land for 1,000. Chado, half plot of land, Chado. Now it's around fifty thousand dollars. Messiah, if you don't have money to buy land now, when you see these people who is by, by saying like, uh, I hear there's a place called Chopoli. I know you don't want to go and live at Chopoli, but buy the land. Not for yourself, but it is investment. I know you won't go and, you don't want to go and live at Insawim, but you see that they are selling land cheap. Go and buy it. Your own hometown, go and buy it. Those of you who are guns who don't have hometowns. The amount of land that is left. The, Unless God, okay, God will step in. So let me not say what I want. <laughs> Go and buy land. That's what I mean. You can take a loan to buy land. Don't take a loan to buy a car. Amen. I repeat it. Don't do what? Take a loan to buy a car. Don't take a loan to start a business. It's a gamble. Unless the business has taken off. Mm. And you can accurately predict the monthly growth. Don't start business with a loan. You will cry. Number two, don't just take a loan because you want to expand. You may not have the capacity to handle it. The bank will collapse your company. Because some assets don't bring benefits now. I don't know why I'm talking about finance. Praise the Lord. In competitive strategy, we have something called, we call unique selling proposition. Everybody has it. What distinguishes you from someone? Unique selling proposition, USP. Now, identify who you are. Oftentimes, God will lead you by that. Muhammad Ebisa said, "I was I want to know the will of God for my life." Me person me who niya miti me pono. Dena niya me dia show mo. Dena ema odanso. Dena debi a owa. Uhu uhu. Ewo wa ju misa woye. Oftentimes, God will guide you by what He has deposited in you that makes you unique from everybody. Do you understand me? And you must humble yourself. One of the things that opposes divine guidance is comparisons. My time is up. So I'm 
One of the things that opposes divine guidance is what? Comparisons. You want to be like your friend. You want to succeed the way your friend is succeeding. You want to do what your friend did without asking God. Abraham went down to Egypt. Isaac wanted to do the same. God says, don't. The fact that somebody did it and it worked does not mean that you should do it. Ask God, what is it for you? Because Psalm 16 says, you will show me the path of life. There is a path of life for everybody. Number two, another thing that opposes divine guidance, divine guidance is wrong information. I'll end here. Wrong information. Deception. 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 There was a small boy, the son of um, Solomon. When Solomon died, he was going to inherit the throne. And the people who gave his father counsel, even Solomon had counselors. The wisest man on the earth, he had counselors. In the motive of counsel, there is safety. When they counseled him that, look, your father made life difficult, so reduce the burden on the people and they will love you and they will serve you. He threw away their counsel and went to the foolish boy he grew up, foolish boys he grew up with. Divine guidance is often obstructed by foolish counsel, wrong advice, deception. They told him, go and tell the people that, the, the nation that my little finger will be bigger than my father's waist. And the people told themselves, Israel to your everyone to his house. We don't know. That day, all the, the tribes that gathered to make David's kingdom great, they all departed that day. And Israel was broken. Before David became king, it was a disjointed tribe. But the Bible says, on a daily basis, people, mighty men from all the tribes, gathered to establish the kingdom of David by the guidance and the wisdom of the Lord. It took a foolish son. It took what? A foolish son. That's why Proverbs said, Hear my counsel. He said, My son. Hear my counsel and do not forsake the instructions of your mother. Divine guidance comes through instructions. The voice of the stranger also stops divine guidance. The voice of the stranger. The voice of the stranger. God gave Adam and Eve a lot of grace, a lot of power, a lot of authority, a lot of goodwill. He created them in his image and likeness and he was going to do something awesome with them. And they loved God until the serpent spoke, the stranger. And the serpent convinced them that God is not good. He said, for God knows that if you eat it, you become like him. God doesn't want you to become like him. 
Have you seen that oftentimes you love apostle until somebody tells you something foolish about apostle? Somebody that doesn't know apostle, or you know apostle from the beginning. Somebody, an outsider, who just came, is telling you apostle is not good, then you believe it. Then you don't want to come to church again. You loved your husband until somebody told you that your husband likes women. If your husband didn't like women, will he marry you? If your husband didn't like women and he liked men, will you be in the picture? Will you be in the picture? No. Then because of that foolish counsel, you begin to maltreat them. Then you begin to connect dots that don't, don't exist. If the man passes here, then you are suspecting him. He gets a call, you are suspecting him. A work colleague says, hi. Why are you talking to her? Hey. So you are the only woman that she should talk to. You are the only man she should talk to. Now some of you men, deal with your jealousy before you enter a relationship. If you don't know that you are too jealous, don't start a relationship. Because divine guidance will not work. Your emotions will work. When she gets a call, you'll be monitoring her. When she's going to the market, you'll be driving through 200 meters behind to see whether she's going to market. When she says she's going to church, you'll take an Uber to follow to see whether she will arrive at the church. There are some of you men like that. When, when your wife comes to church, she's sitting by a certain guy. Oh, I said they are talking. Now, Marky girl, now that guy, no. We'll continue later. Close your eyes. Thank you for listening. If you were blessed by this message, share it with someone so they can be blessed too. We look forward to fellowshipping with you next time at Zion Impact Ministry.